Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. I'd like to welcome Luke and Sarah from the band Luke and the Lonely. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun, man. I, I'm, I really enjoy your music. Um, the first time I was exposed to it, I think I had known that you were in the band, Sarah, and I was driving past one-to-one on the way home, and I saw that you guys were playing on the marquee. And this is pretty early. I think this. you told me later, this is one of your first shows, I believe. And uh, I just saw the name on the marquee, and I was like, you know what? Let me go check that out. It just feels like something I should do right now. And I went in and it was awesome. It was like such a, like I could tell you guys were like starting, but it was like you were doing something really cool, like a really unique style. And it was like, I'm really glad I took that chance and came back. You know, it was awesome. What a, what a glamorous, like, like first experience. Like uh, it's, it's like the fifties, you know, your, your name was on the marquee. <laughs> I walked in and they were hot. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a hot ticket. I tell you what. Uh, Got on the yeah. phone with Hollywood. <laughs> Got to check I, out the band. I, I like that. It makes it sound so glamorous. That's great. Yeah. That's a- it's it's very old timey of me for sure. Um, and I'm, I'll I'll own up to that. That's fine. I'm I'm in. Back before dating apps. Went. <laughs> Back in my day. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I want to catch up with you guys and just see, like, what have you guys been up to during this crazy year to kind of stay creatively busy? I know all of us have that itch to keep creating. And, you know, I know you guys do a lot of different kinds of art, but I definitely want to talk mostly about songwriting today, if, if that's cool. But, yeah, I mean, what have you guys been doing to stay creative, like, in that in that realm, I guess? Well, um, we were definitely on a ramp up of like shows in South by Southwest. And I'm sure a lot of musicians can uh, relate to just like quarantine hit. And we were like, Oh, I guess not. So I think for a little bit, we were just like kind of playing it by ear, not knowing how long it would last. And then I feel like summer hit and we were like, okay, let's, we should probably do something. <laughs> yeah, I think I think collectively as the band, there there was radio silence on the on the, yeah. the old the old text thread for for several months. So um, I I think it was just mutually understood that uh, we we are all taking care of uh, you know our individual you know kind of needs at that point. And uh, I mean, I guess yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say that it, it's been as I'm sure it's been the case for many people it's it's been at moments for me a time of of high creativity like you know a lot of a lot of songwriting and then other times like uh tremendous you know waste waste of time uh, yeah yeah i feel that way too for sure um Uh, yeah both of those things yeah i mean well it's interesting because um i got to talking about uh about this with an author and like he was just saying you know his craft really it's better if he's alone, you know, and like not around people. So like in some ways this gives him more time to do that stuff, but also like, it's just, there's so much to deal with this year, you know, just emotionally and just like processing different things that we've never, maybe we haven't thought about before, you know? Um, 
and just like being isolated and all that stuff. It's just like mentally, like, sure, like you have the time, you have those moments of being able to work on your stuff alone, which I think you, you guys are, you guys are pretty collaborative. I, I get the feeling it, do you guys like write together or how does that work? Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we have. <laughs> yeah, uh, interesting. Luke and I have written like one or two songs together, but most okay. of the stuff that we've been recording right now has been Luke's stuff. There's, the plan was to incorporate a couple of songs that I have written into the set, but that's kind of, it's okay. The time will come. We play like a couple of my songs in like our duo set that we've done at Hotel Zaza, but um, mostly it's been Luke's writing, which I don't have a problem with that. I like his writing. Well, that's cool. Oh, um. thanks, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, no, we we started, I think when the, when the band initially formed, it was, uh, you know, it was first, uh, Nick and I, uh, Nick Taza, the drummer, at Nick Taza Drums, by the way, check him out. Uh, cool. And uh, he, uh, you know, basically I was in a band with him. I was playing keys uh, for, for a band he was in. And then the, the lead singer of that band, you know, left to go work on cruise ships. And so we basically formed formed a band and said uh and uh so i broke up a band i'm a jerk um and then you know we were just kind of spitballing on on what to you know to do you know how, how do we flesh out the sound a bit more and we reached out to sarah so i guess the original premise was was with my songs in mind but but now that we've been together for a while and we've listened to a lot of sarah's writing is actually perfect for kind of the the vibe that we we're cultivating um so you know, right now we're so focused on music we'll talk about a little later that we're going to be releasing. But once we get back to recording, yeah, we the, the plan is definitely to include more of Sarah's stuff. Yeah, well, that that's interesting. I'm thinking about uh, some of your songs, like Secret Room, like that one specifically. Like, was that, you know, that song, um, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about what that song's about. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's... Uh, Tell us what that's about, Sarah. Well, and was that a difficult thing for you to get used to wait, singing wait, about? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm gonna Please. I'm gonna start the discussion this because I wrote it. First of all, yeah. I wrote it. I wrote it solo. Um, I, I never I never intended as as a do what. No pun intended there. Um, and also, I just want to say for the record that I never explicitly state any particular meaning of the words okay oh, so it's okay. kind of a choose your own adventure song is it though <laughs> maybe yes no, i love it that's um, awesome no i, it's a great I song. actually the first time i heard it i thought it was very funny and um i think it's been more like i mean i was gonna say it's been more of like a conversation to have with my family like when we recorded it and released it i was just like just so you know i didn't write this song i had nothing to do with the song blame um, luke blame luke for this one yeah this is all it. <laughs> um, but my family was surprisingly like no it's really funny and um we enjoy it but yeah i, I actually i had a less of a warm less than warm reception for my own family so yeah that's that's funny um yeah, I, I kind of want to get into that. I feel like, you know, humor is something that 
keeps coming up with with your songs and like you know with this song we're going to talk about later my baby loves heavy metal you know even that's got elements of humor in it and stuff is that just like is that like your personality coming out is that like uh just is that an intentional thing like i want to make this song funny so i'm going to make this song funny or is that just kind of how you write like how would you explain that well uh first of all i i I don't think I, I'm usually not funny on purpose um, in in social interactions. I mean, as you'll as you'll discover <laughs> throughout this interview, yeah, I mean, I think at, at times I am witty and peculiar, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I guess you know, it, I, I I did discover. So I have a lot of siblings, and I I did discover that whenever I held a guitar. I, my, my humor, my, my ability to, to cause laughter increased quite a bit. So I kind of, I think I just took note of that. And, um, I don't know, this, this probably something really clicked for me. And I feel like I'm dating myself quite a bit here, but I read a, I read a book called Confederacy of Dunces. Cool. Which is a, a very funny satirical book. And, once I, after that book, I just, something clicked for me of, of like, oh, that's how you deliver humor, uh, through, through story. And, um, I feel like most of the songs that would be, I would consider humorous that I've written ha- occurred after I read that book. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. So you were like super inspired by one thing to add humor to your work. Uh, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that you uh, read about how to be funny. <laughs> Can I read that book? I, I gotta, I gotta read about how to be funny too. <laughs> well, it's not, a really... how, it's not a how-to book. It's just, it's just a novel. <laughs> that would but really add a lot to this podcast. I did. I did. Uh, my, my mom gave me the book <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, how to win friends and influence people. So I, I did study t- trying to make people like me um, at one yeah. point in my life. So, so I do have some shameless, you know, self-education and, trying to get people's attention but this, that's, in this a, that's case, supposed to be a great like life-altering book i've heard so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna look into this on my list for sure i uh i read a book called the artist's way this year that was very helpful in kind of opening my mind like with kind of artistic you know creative ventures and stuff and that kind of inspired the show really it was like it's kind of dives into like you know really the creative process as a thing, like not just create being creative within songwriting, which is mostly how I've ever thought about it, but it's like, no, there's a specific process that can be sort of like repeated no matter what your craft is, you know? And I thought that was an interesting thing to like talk about and explore. So I think that's, you know, it's yeah, books like that, man, like just kind of diving in and you really never know where that influence is going to come from. That's going to sort of change your direction. But, you know, I, I, I noticed like, well, I know that you're funny too, Sarah. Like, it's like, you know, just from like interacting with you, like there's this very like sarcastic kind of humor and like watching your, your Instagram content is incredible. Like some of this stuff is is so funnier than me. Well, I mean, it's just like, not only can you (laughs) sing really well, you know, and I don't know if you play Uke in Luke and Luke, do you? I, I think I have on occasion, but yeah. No, I'm mainly vocals. I'm sorry, my cat is crying in the background. I don't know. Oh, crying cats. It's perfect for a podcast. Perfect. We're in. Uh, but there was like this Mariah Carey tease that you guys did for right in time for the holidays that was so funny. Um, 
And then the one where <laughs> Luke is just throwing leaves in the air and it's just oh, slowly trickling down over him. Like I, I lost it. I lost it when I saw that. That was incredible. Um, so just know that that kind of stuff. I mean, it's 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 funny because like for me, like you know, kind of thinking about my music, like Fair City Fire, you know, has never been like a a funny band you know it's been very you know we have some elements of humor in some of the songs and kind of sarcastic things here and there but largely the music is serious but our content was always trying to be funny you know but it's like it's it's interesting thinking about your stuff because your music is funny and it's like it's cool that your content really matches like people can see that stuff and be like okay i'm gonna go listen and also have a good time and laugh when i hear their music you know and it's not going to be such a you know I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think it's really cool that you guys do that and make people laugh in that way. I think that's I, really important. I think, um, and I think a lot of like the friendship that Luke and I have kind of steered it as well. I mean, like, you know, his, his writing's very witty and, and clever, but I, I think we discover too, like the more we perform together and just like in rehearsals that Luke and I have this natural just banter to, <laughs> be funny with each other and make fun of each other and I feel like that furthered our our whole vibe is to just like be a sarcastic I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think the cat's really adding to this, yeah, this he's, humor. he's a kitten yeah. and he wants attention all the time so <laughs> that's all good I understand there's no controlling cats cats do what they want to do it's I have two of them here uh and they they own the house I think in a lot of ways they just do what they want and I, I obey, you know? Um, so I guess overall, like, so you guys said you took a, you know, a little bit of break of a break to kind of just process all this stuff and, you know, radio silence with the text messages and that's totally understandable. But I guess like when you got back to it, was there an element or like, do you think about overall why you do this, why you write songs, why you create at all? Like, why do you do this? I mean, I, I definitely went through kind of a low of just missing performing. Yeah. Um, you know, we were performing so much and I was doing solo shows as well, but like, it was really hard not to have that be part of my routine. Um, and just like, I think I've been in a couple different bands since being in Austin, but like Luke and the Lonely's definitely been a band where like, I have fun on stage and like, I think we have fun as a, as a group. Um, so to have that taken away, it was just like, I think that was part of like, let's get back into this. Like there's some, you know, there's going to be us after all of this and we have to like, just figure out how to, you know, keep, keep moving forward when there's a pause. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't gone as much into songwriting. I've written like a couple songs during quarantine, but for me, it's been like a lot more art and design and that's actually become a part of Luke and the Lonely as well is all the artwork. But yeah, I can let Luke talk about. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll say that's that's uh, been one of the really exciting things. Uh, it's more it's more current for us as a band is, you know, as, as we're strategizing, uh, you know, music we're going to be releasing soon, we've we've gotten to to basically bring Sarah on as our full-time, uh, you know, graphics and arts and artwork. So, so we've, we've had, we have some really, I think, 
you know, and give, given the whole humorous aspect of our band, I think that, you know, cartoons and pictures are apropos in, in many cases. So um, we're really grateful for Sarah's creativity on that front. And, you know, as for me, you know, with, with creativity, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, I, I, you know, I've had ups and downs with, I, I'd say overall, it's been, it's been fairly productive for me with, with writing. I, I write all the time, uh, largely because I feel like I have to, or, or something, you know, like, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some, uh, deep psychological issue driving it all or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's the same. It's not like, uh, it's not like something that I just, it's, it's more than just, I do do this because I like it. It's, it's more than that. It's just like a, a part of me, you know, I've described right, this right. before, you know, with other, other people on the show and, you know, and I think a lot of artists really feel this way. Like, you know, it's the creativity aspect of their lives, whatever it is, just becomes a part of how they like breathe. It's like right up there with breathing and eating and sleeping. Like it's all just as important, you know? And it's like, if that doesn't happen, you know, at least for me, I can talk from my perspective. I, I feel like I don't, I don't feel right, you know, if I'm not writing. So it's, it's, it's a need to, I totally am like on board with what you're saying. And yeah, it might be a deep psychological issue. I don't know. Someone else can come on this show and tell yeah, us I know. about that. That's actually pretty pessimistic. I, I like to make <laughs> flippant remarks like that, but I, I think creativity is a beautiful thing. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it, it can be very, very frustrating as well. Sarah, I want to talk to you about your artwork. I think that's, you know, it's really great. We were kind of talking a little bit before um, we started recording uh, how that's been, you know, a big, um, big part of your your quarantine this year is like diving into the art and how I really want to do a puzzle out of some of your work. <laughs> and I think that's the highest compliment I could give to an artist. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I take it as a compliment. Good. <laughs> Please. I am. Um, sorry, my cat is all over the place. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree, like, with what you were saying, too. And I think there's an added, um, before I get into the artwork, because the artwork has exactly been the same as what you were talking about with live streaming. Um, it was, you know, something that I did kind of on the side and um, before quarantine and the pandemic, it was just like music all the time. I was like constantly singing, constantly performing. Um, and it was just like, that was, that's what I was doing with my time. And when it all stopped, it was like realizing how much of my life depends on other people gathering together. <laughs> um, just like with the classes that I teach, but also um, music. And so I think with a lot of people, it's been like, we've all had to go through a, a change of like, oh my gosh, my life is completely on hold and dealing with that kind of grief of losing your schedule and um, even income. And um, I think it's been a, a point of adaptation for everybody. Like we've had to completely pivot, um, some people less than others. But for me, it was like pivoting from music to like, I had this idea to just do paint and sip nights over Facebook Live. So I was like, I don't have any Friday plans. Like I'm used to going out on gigs and stuff. So, you know, I get to, drink with people on Facebook and we can paint a picture together. And I'd never taught painting classes before. I just kind of winged it, but that in itself has become a weekly part of my schedule. And um, I now connected with a friend uh, that I grew up with. She's in San Diego. She does like a virtual fitness studio. And so we've been doing Fridays like 
she does yoga with like our group and then I teach painting. Wow. Um, That's a killer one, two punch. Like what a good way to like end the week too. I feel like, you know, to kind of unwind a little bit before the weekend. I think that's awesome. People feel safe, but also like they're being social. Um, And it's even turned into like, I just decided to do a design for her, for her business. And now we're selling her merchandise. That's (laughs) killer. So yeah, it's, I've really discovered like this whole lane. Um, But like the painting kind of led to like, I had been doing drawing challenges and all this stuff and creating cards, but it was always a challenge to like put them online and make them digital because you either have to like photograph it. It's like a whole process. Yeah. Um, so my dad's a graphic designer. And when I, um, I was able to see my family at one point, but he's always got like the latest technology. And I was like, you don't happen to have like an extra iPad lying around. <laughs> so he was just like, yeah, I just got a new one. Um, so you can have my old one. And he taught me the basics of it. And it's like actually right next to me. I'm now constantly on it, but um that was an avenue that I just started exploring and um I had done a couple of artworks things for Luke and the Lonely like Your Dog Hates Me I designed that cover nice Um, and I feel like there was one other thing that I did yeah that's that's really cool how uh so how does somebody sign up for the the class is that a private thing or is there like a link somewhere so it's a it's a Facebook group um it's Sarah's Sketch and Sip Nights nice of it um, cool. so you can, you can find us on there. We're on zoom now, which has actually been a lot more helpful because people can ask me questions and, um, it's just, it feels like more social. Cause before then I was just kind of being like, this is what you do and blah, blah, blah. And you can pause it whenever you want. <laughs> but now it's like, people can be like, how did you do that? Can you take a closer look? And it definitely feels like it's more of an exchange. Um, that's very cool that people can, can ask you or like, basically, I'm sure some people are showing you stuff and be like, what would you do different about this? You know, or things like that. I think that's awesome that, um, there is that interactive element of it. Cause I guess, you know, normally you would do something like this in person at like a studio somewhere, you know, that's what people are probably used to before this year. So like the fact that we're all just kind of figuring out how to do stuff like that, that's really important. I mean, that's like you know, it's, people need stuff like that. It's, it just, you know, it seems to some people, like maybe it seems like an extra thing or something, but for a lot of people, it's just something like that is part of how they get through the week, you know, and that's. I'm, I'm, I've always been an advocate for like the arts are human experience. Like the classes that I teach, I'm teaching parents how to bring music into their child's life at an early age, just for the sake of being musical, because we're humans and we make and create and we make music we create art and it's therapeutic because it's supposed to be a part of our experience and because we put it in a box and made it a luxury like a lot of people are missing that part of the human experience and i think they suffer to a certain extent so you know um that's something that both my friend leah and i agree upon is like art is healing as well as movement and music and all kinds of art forms and so providing that weekly opportunity to just create art under a um, low pressure situation. Like you don't have to do anything with it. You can throw it out if you want, but you know, just to create has been a huge thing. So yeah, I mean, 
it started with the paint and sip and now I'm like doing all the designs for Luke and the Lonely, which I've really enjoyed, especially since like, I know these songs so intimately from singing them all the time and like being able to work with the person who writes them and then to create art out of what I think the meaning of the song is, has been a really cool experience. And then um, I finally did, did the leap and created my own shop of things. Oh, so great. Can, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Do you have a website or? Yeah, it's on Redbubble. Um, and it's it's on my Facebook. Cool. I haven't created a Facebook page for it yet. But um, and, you know, we're, we've talked about trying to bring in the Luke and the Lonely stuff either to my Redbubble or on its own and kind of be able to have all that art available for people to get. So, yeah, you'll have to send me some links to that stuff later and I can include that in the promotions and all that. So people listening can, can go check it out. That's, that's awesome that, you know, you found that, that Avenue. I know you, you went to school for art and it's like a, been a big part of your life for a long time, but it's, it's really cool to see you do all this new stuff with it. I think it's, you know, and this year there's just been so much going on, but it's cool to see stuff like that happen too, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, and like awesome. what you were saying with the live streaming, like it's something I don't think I would have ever started working on the iPad if I had not been forced into like, like, oh, I can't do the things that I was filling my time with. Like, how do I fill my time? Like, that's really what pushed me to find this avenue. Totally. I, I definitely get that. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to talk to you, too, about uh, working with Frenchie. I know that's like... Uh, it's something that Fair City Fire was exploring kind of before the, the pandemic. We had met with him, we talked to him, and it was like probably going to happen when we got the songs together. But then just everything just sort of kind of fell apart with the pandemic. And who knows what's going to happen in the future. But uh, like, <clears throat> I respect his work so much. And I I can't imagine I, – I, I can't imagine he's he's great to work with. But I, I guess I want to hear your perspective on it. Like, what was it like to work with Frenchie? Yeah, uh, it, it's a trip, man. Uh, he's, I mean, he's such a, he's such a larger than life character. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's one of those things where I think it, at first when I, when I get to know somebody, I, especially somebody with, with like a big personality and kind of a reputation that precedes them, I, I'm kind of sitting there questioning, is this, is this guy who he says he is, um, and wow uh he is every bit is it's beyond um he's a, he's a caricature of himself in a good way uh yeah that's a like good way to describe it yeah we you know 10 hour i think it was 10 hour days um like we did we did like three 10 hour days in a row and like you know as an artist you're hoping the producer will like kind of go the full the full time and give you all he's got um and i feel like in some ways you know, I was the one, you know, we as a band maybe, um, but I'll speak for myself. We're like tired and ready to go home. And French was like, Oh, we got to do this. And like, he was just like experimenting with acoustics in different rooms to like Whoa. really bring everything that he could to our songs. And it was like amazing to see somebody on the production side of it, like really give 110%. Like, well, yeah, I mean, you could, you could, I don't know. I, I've met with people like that and gotten not like that, but I mean like, you know, people that are in the industry that are super accomplished and have done all these things. 
and they'll be the first ones to tell you about it. You know, they'll just say like, I've done this, I've worked with this person and blah, blah, blah. Like they're trying to prove something to you. But like when I met with Frenchie and we talked about working together, it was very much just like a, he loves doing this. Like he loves music. He wants to make the best stuff he can. And he's super quirky. Like all of us are in our own way, you know? And like, it was just a very genuine experience. And like, I, you know, I can't wait to eventually work with him. I just don't know when, but it'll, yeah. Did you guys record during the pandemic or how did that happen? No, we, we got in our recording in January. So almost nice. a year ago. Yeah. And it was kind of like when the pandemic hit, it was just like, Ooh, glad we, <laughs> yeah, glad we, got we that did out that at least. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sliding under the garage door before it closes, you know, grabbing our Indiana Jones hat. I want to kind of get answers from both of you on this. Um, so I guess besides art and music, this is something I've been asking all the guests. I think it's really interesting to have artists put themselves into other artists' shoes and think about that. Is there like another medium that you haven't really done fully, explored fully, that you would love? To, like if you could pick one artistic medium or a creative outlet to be successful in, Besides what you do, what would it be? Um, there, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. I mean, I've always been curious about, um, or even mo more in recent years, um, like acting and improv. I've I've had some people tell me I should take improv classes, but that's different than actually <laughs> trying it out. It, it terrifies me, but it's also like I I was involved in the drama department in high school, but I, it was like backstage work, which I loved. And I did like carpentry and art design, like scenic design for that stuff. But there has been a part of me that was just like, I wonder what it's like to actually be on stage. That was before I was performing, but um, yeah, it's, I've always been like, I'd love to do improv. And um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of comedy as an art form and like just the way thinking about like what makes people laugh and why we laugh and um, you know, just how people's comedic tastes differ and how you can really connect with somebody on a, with a sense of humor and not connect with somebody <laughs> on a completely different sense of humor. So that's always been an interest for me and yeah. something I wanted to explore more. There's such a balance with comedy and I've had, uh, some comedians on this show before and we talked uh Becky Joe Neil and uh and Kim Stacy came on the show and uh I mean it was so insightful talking to them and like something that we kind of got to is like that there's like this magic thing that has to happen for a comedian especially a stand-up comedian or, or something like that to come off genuine but also say stuff that everyone's gonna laugh at it's like this magical thing that is hard to even understand or quantify but you know you're spot on that that's like totally an art form and i that would be really cool to see you do that that'd be that'd be fun i hope that happens someday <laughs> yeah <laughs> when i get the nerve stand-up comedy is like i don't think i could ever do that that terrifies it's, me it's terrifying to me like, too that's a whole other level of bravery <laughs> yeah <laughs> but improv i mean yeah i could see that being a lot of fun what about you luke uh yeah it's a good question uh i i don't know i, have, I guess i have a few answers i it's weird i used to actually do quite a bit of drawing and art when i was when i was younger um and 
I've kind of tried to revive it and for whatever reason, it's not really materialized into something I, you know, I want or feel like I have to do kind of like songwriting. But uh, I think, well, you know, as, as we'll, I guess we'll mention in a bit, you know, we, we did do a music video um, over, over this quarantine and uh, which we'll release uh, next year. And it was an opportunity kind of to, <laughs> in a very, you know, small novice way to do a little bit of acting. And, um, you know, that, that is immediate, you know, like Sarah mentioned, I, I'm interested in as well. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, uh, I really like to, as soon as I get into something, I, I start to, you know, realize uh, you know, have a whole appreciation for it. And like, even just taking like a couple acting classes and um, starting to see the world from that viewpoint, I'm just like, holy crap, that's a, that's a lifetime of work to be, to be great at that. And totally. I mean, um, people make it look so easy, you know, but then you try to do it. I, I got asked to do like one small role in one thing and I crumbled. Like it was like, I had one, half of a line and just like I was just total garbage and I was I just apologized and left <laughs> Dude, it's, like, well, it's such a <laughs> it feels so scrutinizing to have a camera on you uh, you know and I guess I don't know like anything else that can be learned and uh, take over time but you know aside from that and I, I think there's somewhat related fields a lot of comedians do go into acting but um, you know I think this band we all share appreciation for comedy in fact in fact Nick Nick Taz our drummer um he's exposed me to a lot of comedians uh, that I, that I wasn't originally familiar with. And uh, I've, I've feel like I've developed, uh, I've become one of those weirdos that likes, you know, the comedian you never heard of. And uh, I, I have a deep appreciation for it, it but the, the, the further my appreciation goes, the, the more I realize it's something I should never do because those people are, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I'm optimistic. I'm a music teacher. So I tend to feel like, you know, there's a part of me that wants to say anybody can do anything, you know, well. Um, but I think there is some truth in that uh, people are, are a little more wired for things. And there are just some some people that have that, that funny bone, as they say. And, you know, I can develop it and, and all that. And I'm sure I could be, you know, make, you know, a club laugh on a good night or something if I put myself out there in that way. Yeah. Which I'm way too terrified to do, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. but there, there are people that that's like breathing to them. It's like, you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, so a lot of admiration for it. Not sure I'd ever do it more likely yeah. small roles in acting or something. I don't know. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it goes better for you than it went for me, uh, with the <laughs> acting stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm really happy to talk to you guys about this, uh, this new single. I, I kind of, you know, end every episode with a deep dive into kind of one piece that you guys have done. Um, each, each artist that has come on and talked, has talked about one piece and it's, uh, it's really fascinating to kind of dive in and really get into some of the details on how this one thing was made um, to kind of really explore your creativity and all that. And this is a song that you have coming out. Uh, I want to get this right. January 8th. Uh, early next year, uh, which we're really excited about. That's I've heard this song. I've seen behind the curtains, guys, and it's it's a great it's a great jam. Um, but I, I'll let you guys kind of explain this. Like, what? How would you explain this song to someone? Well, uh, 
I think, think the short answer is it's a it's our version of a heavy metal song. <laughs> nice. Well, that's it. Well, it's kind of like it's, uh, you know, it, it's funny whenever a genre is listed in a in a title because I don't know. It makes me curious. Maybe it's just because I'm a musician, but um, it's definitely not a heavy metal song. But maybe the closest, you know, the most distorted that our guitars ever get as a band. Um, well, it's definitely got this like rock blues kind of thing happening you know that but with you know kind of loud guitars and you know there's a motorcycle sound effect that is killer like it happens right away in the song and then happens later on in the song uh and i definitely i'm curious about that because i think with something like that there's this risk of it sounding corny or taking away from the song or something but I think that's only if you don't do it right. I think there's like, it's like this deep roar that comes through the speakers. You know, it's not, it's not like this kind of mousy motorcycle sound. Like it's, it's legit. So I guess I want to know how, is that like a sound that was on Frenchie's board somewhere? Or did you guys like record a motorcycle outside? How did that happen? No, I mean, basically Frenchie, Frenchie did his magic. We found, we found a good motorcycle sound online and nice. we, we upload it and he i think that was one of the the beauties one of the beautiful things about working with frenchy is i think he, he i think encouraged us to lean into to lean into who we are you know and, and the, the goofiness and theatricality of our songs and um you know we kind of tried it and it was like it was it was almost instantly like of course this has to be in here like <laughs> well it's i mean it goes along with the story too it's not like it's not. It's not like you guys are just like motorcycles look cool. I'm gonna throw this in there. It's. I mean, that happened in the '80s, you know, in songs. You know, you can hear like that. Just that just go down in a lot of songs in like '80s metal, especially like there's just motorcycle sound or like just God knows what happening or like a saw or something. I don't know. Like, uh, but you know, with this, like, it's part of the story that you guys are singing about. Which, uh, you know, the first line is is really funny to me. Um, but also it's, it's really cool and creative because, uh, you know, it's my baby loves heavy metal. She's drop dead temperamental, which I love lines like that because it makes you think it's going to go one way. Like she's drop dead gorgeous, you know, that's kind of, or like drop dead sexy. That's what you hear all the time. When you hear a line like that, it makes you like look one way. And then you say the word temperamental, <laughs> it's just like a totally different meaning. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I think I have a good picture of what this song's going to be like right away which is really cool um but uh yeah i guess like is there an element of that like kind of making someone did you think about it that way like making someone look left and hit them from the right sort of with a line like that you know i remember when i i don't know how much i really have to say about about how i wrote the song because so i i believe it was back when i lived in Asheville. so it was like i think the song idea started over over like six years ago um yeah like six years ago and i remember i i kind of got uh i was starting to wake up early to write uh because uh, i'm told before you have your coffee and you're still in a slightly subconscious state um you, you tend to make these more out of out of left field ideas and this this was like the first experience i had of that coming true i was like you know, I've never dated a girl that's into heavy metal. I've never dated a girl that's into leather or whatever. I'll, you know, um, and uh, not saying I, I won't ever, uh, but 
I this Ladies. idea sort of just foggily came out of my my head uh, and into my pen, and um, I think it was such a funny thing, you know, to me that I just I was being a kid about it. I was like, "Ooh, that'd be like I just started rhyming, you know, metal and temperamental kind of rhyme," and um, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, no, I, I think in retrospect, I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, that was, that was just relatively clever, but. Um. I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit because I feel like it, that's the, the kind of switching directions is something that happens in a lot of Luke and the Lonely music, like Secret Room, like it starts out as a song where it's just like, oh, it's this couple and they're talking about how in love they are. And they're like, what? Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, whether Luke will admit it or not, I feel like it is maybe a subconscious choice that he makes. Like, I completely understand the whole point of like, you know, I just find words that rhyme, but there's this <laughs> other level of like writing music that I think we all can agree with of like, there's a certain, your style comes out through it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, thanks. Heap on the compliments. I, I'm loving this. Uh, We're just, that's what this show I is for. I compliments once a year, so this is so <laughs> I know, Christmas came a couple weeks early. Um, wow, how about yeah, that? No, I uh yeah no no I I, I think uh, it is just funny as as a creative I mean I, I think I, I look back on lyrics and I think I didn't write that especially you know especially good lines I'm like I like because I you definitely don't I, I never feel like I'm I'm gonna engineer this um, so yeah I think it is more of a subconscious thing uh, but but anyway um, yeah that and then the song took started to take that direction. And this is a hard one to finish, actually. Uh, I, 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 this one was a, a good example of a song that I brought the idea to the band. And then I think, I think Nick actually helped me iron out some, I had like extra verses that were just stupid and I was trying to write more stuff. And, it, you know, we, we just like, just repeat that part. And then, you know, we turned My Baby Loves Heaven into a chorus. Like this is just a fun song. Like, let's just repeat this. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean that is definitely a strong hook, and I think part partly you know it's that it's the repeating "My baby loves heavy metal" in the chorus, and that's you know it's a huge sound, and like you know there's a lot going on. Uh, I'll say too, like there's really cool choices as far as like the background vocals in that part too, because um, I would say you know you went stylistically with what the song is there, like from my perspective, you know, I think like it sounds like. You know, a lot of the stuff that I hear you do is very like kind of jazzy and like more, um, you know, sort of straight up harmonies and like that kind of stuff. But this is very, um, you know, kind of call and response almost, but yeah. not, not quite. Like, I, I think that's interesting. Like, did you think about the genre when you thought about that part? Was that something Frenchy kind of brought to the Like, how did you do that? I mean, honestly, like we talk about acting, like I think this this song like I remember being in the recording studio and like to be honest and I think Luke already knows this to a certain extent like I wasn't this wasn't my favorite song and a big reason is because I didn't really know what to do in the song and it wasn't until we got into the recording studio and part of it was um Frenchie talking about it and part of it was just really trying to find the character because like I'm supposed to be the voice of this girl in the song so it's just like who is she she's kind of like this demonic presence to Luke in this song and so going down that avenue so it was less about genre and more about like 
getting into the head of like this girl he's dating who's like low-key torturing him all the time <laughs> like how would she sing you know um and through that it was just like like I figured out how to complement the song with the vocals and it made like I I love the song now um it's definitely turned into its own thing because it was just like oh this is my voice in the song and this is how it fits and like yeah it was really fun recording some of these voices where I like some of the vocals where I just like went all in and like was belting it out and it's just like just a fun way to get out of my head and change it change it up a little bit well it's, it's funny how when you honed in on the fact that it was you know the character was somebody torturing me how, how you how all of a sudden <laughs> you, you just had this easy grasp of what to do <laughs> torture luke i, I uh, get that um well it's interesting you're talking about like kind of playing a character and that kind of made me think of because like um, you know, I think I, I totally get that now. And like, when I listen to it again, that'll definitely change my, my lens and my ears for it. I'm really looking forward to listening to it again later with that thought. Um, and like kind of an interesting kind of, I guess I wonder if there's any influence from like Johnny Cash and June Carter, how they would like sort of play with each other in that way where it's like, you know, she was like the, you know, sweet, like, Oh, you kind of person in the songs, you know? And Johnny Cash was the badass grumbly kind of, you know, guy, you know, like, is there an element of like, of that? Like, do you see any parallels to that, I guess, in your music? Definitely. Well, I mean, like, there's a lot of songs where we sing as a couple and it's <laughs> as two uh, single people right now. Um, that's right. That's right. Let's clarify. Probably, we're, we're both single we, on the market. Hey. We huh? kind of, we kind of yeah. always joke about like how we're at gigs. We've never had really anybody come up to us. And usually it's like the assumption is that we are together or we're married or like, we get that question a lot. And like, I think that is like, because our banter and the characters we are in a band is like, we do the couple thing and like duets and like secret room and like crawling, well, crawling back's not out yet, but to be uh put some interest in that song in the future but um yeah there is kind of these characters that we change up a little bit and like heavy metal was kind of the first one where it's just like i was playing a completely different character but still that banter back and forth kind of thing yeah uh that's that's cool i guess um yeah another thought i have about that is like okay luke you're kind of imagining you know, when you're writing this song, you're sort of imagining the story and being playful and being kind of like, you know, just trying to sounds like just put put words to paper and just make it happen. Like whatever you're kind of feeling, that's that's how I write a lot, too. But I guess I'm wondering, like, do you see yourself in this character at all? Like, is there any element of you and how you <laughs> you would kind of be in this situation or like, uh, is it imagining be- yourself? And that's like, I guess I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I am the son of a psychologist, and I have a brother working on his PhD in psychology. So I I am like a hack amateur psychologist, uh, we'll say, and I do frequently like to psychoanalyze my own lyrics after the fact. Um, and uh, I don't know. I I I also don't like to ruin. Well, I guess we're analyzing the song, but I mean. You know, I, I like to leave people's interpretations, but probably in my case, um, you know, feeling feeling like uh, you know, 
there have been instances in which I've been a doormat in, in, a, in a relationship uh, in other less obvious ways than this song. Yeah. So it was kind of, um, I was very pleased to have sort of a almost, and the song almost almost serves as an avatar of my of my doormat past. Uh, <laughs> hopefully not present. I feel like I've feel like I've grown as a person. And uh, so proud uh, of you, but, Luke. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So I it is kind of funny because when you know when I wrote it again, I was being silly. But in retrospect, I'm like, oh, like that's me singing about uh, something that I think I f- I feel on a deep level. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, that's that's interesting, <clears throat> and I I like what you said about leaving things open to interpretation. I mean, it's because there's like you know the way that you meant to write it, and then there's the way people interpret it, and then there's what the song means to you f- years after you write it. There's like, and those can be wildly different things, and it's just it's interesting because you know something I've learned over my time, you know, cause at, at first when people would get it wrong, I'd be like, no, it's about blah, blah, blah. And like, that's totally just offensive. <laughs> I think in a lot of ways to like, be like that as an artist, I think like, you know, trying to control how people like interpret your music is an annoying trait about someone. So I'm glad that I don't do that anymore. But like, that was something that took me a while to get over. And now it's like something I'm working on now is like when people say something like that, like I, so on the live stream this past Wednesday, for example, I kind of debuted this new song that I wrote and it's about kind of my questioning of religion and like it talks about like religious stuff, but it's very, it's not anti, but it's like, why do you believe this stuff? How are you so sure? And the song is called Sure, but um, like someone commented like, this could be like a great Christian rock song. And I was like, well... <laughs> That was really hard for me to not say anything. I did. I said, you know, like, uh, I totally didn't really mean it to be that way. But like, you know, I eventually got to that what I'm talking about. Like, I'm just glad you're thinking about this song and interpreting it. You know, that means a lot to me, you know, but it's so weird. It's so it's sometimes it's hard to bite your tongue in that situation. You know, when somebody gets it so wrong. But I guess at some point you just have to be thankful people are listening. I don't know. What do you think about that? Have you had any instances like that? I, I, I mean, I can, I have a couple of thoughts on that because I was definitely one of those people who struggled to let go of my artwork. Um, whether it's like my visual artwork, I've always struggled of like, I could sell it, but then I won't have it anymore. <laughs> um, and like with songs, it's like the, the comparison is like controlling that meaning of like really wanting people to understand what the song is about, but I think this is something that I actually learned studying art is that you never are going to have control over how people interpret your art. And especially with visual artists, like if they're up in a museum or, or with musicians, when somebody's listening to your song, you're not going to be, you can't be there to describe your work. Like it's going to happen whether you like it or not. So like learning to let go and realize that everybody has a different experience and they bring that into interpreting your work. And so it's never going to be the same interpretation as you intended, but finding beauty in that of like, that's really cool that you took that away from my work. And the fact that you just felt something with 
from something that I created is what's beautiful. And I guess it doesn't have to be the same thing that I thought, but. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you know, my intention with that song isn't to like shit on religion or right. like tell people that they're wrong. It's just like, uh, let's talk about this on a deeper level. And maybe for someone that brings them closer to God somehow. And it's like, I don't really know <laughs> how you got there. And it also made me think, do I need to rework the lyrics? Am I not delivering this in such a, in a clear enough way, but also probably not. I think it's kind of cool that things are a little bit vague sometimes, you know, from, and I want to kind of keep that element of it. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It, processing. I, it. I think it's a really interesting topic and I, it is interesting from the standpoint of, you know, we, we are moral creatures and there's a tendency, I think, you know, in art, you know, in art, you know, some of our vision of how things ought to be comes out um, or, or even just our questioning of how things are. And uh, one of the, one of the very strange things is how, you know, I, I feel like good art doesn't really it, it doesn't wind up being preachy, you know, like I feel like a lot of, a lot of good art tends to be appreciated by um, both sides of the aisle. Um, and that's precisely why it's, it's good. So, you know, the, the fact that you wrote a song about questioning belief and there are Christians that can enjoy, I mean, that's, that's, what's amazing is like, if, if the only people that listen to your song were atheists, that, that then and I think you wrote something that was too one-sided. Um, You're probably I, right. That's interesting. I, I, it, it is weird though, because you, you know, you, you think that there's a message, like I'll, I'll give an example uh, without getting too specific, but age of enlightenment, which is one of the songs we have. I'm from, I'm from Nashville where folks are more conservative. Um, and I play that song up there and my friends and family and, you know, uh, a lot of Nashville people loved it. Uh, and I, I thought, okay, when I come down to Austin, this song is going to be poorly received by the other end of the spectrum, you know, the more liberal city. And, quite the contrary uh, pe people have enjoyed that song and so i thought it was saying you know and i'm not going to reveal the the, the <laughs> their workings behind that but um or where i stand on any of that but um you know it is very funny to realize that people are just going to take it either way and I, I actually i've i've learned to take it as a compliment like yeah um, well i think sometimes people enjoy you know whether they realize it or not right away they enjoy when things kind of shine a light on themselves you know and their the way they think and they're just like maybe i should you know think differently or you know it's it's interesting how that can happen through a song or through art or you know whatever it is um so yeah i mean that's that's kind of that's kind of interesting and just letting people interpret things the way they want to it's just it's been it's been hard hard for me to not try to control that i guess you know or think i'm doing something wrong totally. and not delivering the message I, right but, I, I, I make up that like you know the the art is the candy coating for for getting somebody to think introspectively so um just the simple fact that now this person who you know let's let's make up he's a regular person of modern times right uh consumed with uh with with distractions uh and and guilty as as many of us are with with not looking within well the the song you know like your song clearly made him feel something and think deeply about something which 
you know, uh, I, I guess that that has to be a good thing, right? I um, think so. I guess I guess you can look introspectively and go the wrong direction, but at least <laughs> you've looked below the surface. So, yeah, trying. <laughs> well, there's an argument that can be argument that can be made of that religion is all about questioning and getting to a relig- like getting to a point where you are religious because you've been questioning a lot. And so to have a song about questioning if, I don't know, are you sure about your religious beliefs? Like a lot of people can feel like they've become closer to God because they have questioned whether or not he's, is who they say he is. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I was talking about this with my buddy last night because it was just kind of hitting me and we met on zoom and watched Thursday night football and just chatted for a while. It was really fun. But, you know, he's really into music and songwriting, too. And I kind of mentioned that this had happened. And, uh, you know, he brought up uh, that, um, like, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen is another song that, like, was written kind of to be, to shine a light on things that are wrong and questioning the way that we do things in America, you know? And, it's and an that's a Vietnam song, right? Yeah, it is. Like, super hardcore. If you ever, like, read the lyrics or, you know, really listen harder than just the chorus like born in the USA like that you hear at a fireworks display on 4th of July like you'll you'll know that this is like really you know a deep song that's like really saying like no things are kind of kind of they're kind of fucked up in our country you know and like that's it's it's powerful that someone can say that and kind of question that and I was like well, it's sort of the opposite of the patriotism thing people mean. And then my buddy was like, kind of like what you're saying about the religion thing. He's like, no, actually, that's like the most patriotic thing that you could do is question, you know, mm-hmm. your country and, and stuff and be able to do that. You know, I think that's really interesting and and kind of what you're mm-hmm. talking about with religion. And there's a lot of parallels there. But, you know, I'm a huge Springsteen guy, so I'm, I'm always going to bring it back to that. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I thought of that song when we started this conversation about this. No uh, way, really? I Yeah, well, I, I remember hearing some story about, I think, like some Republican presidential candidate used it uh, during one of his campaigns. And I don't think Bruce was too happy about that. No, um, <laughs> not sure surprisingly. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and just it is it is interesting, like the, the strange, you know, not not always the people receive your art that you even want to receive your art um well that's that is a weird thing right you, you're finding out who your fans are and who um it can it can just cover the spectrum I if i like that you like my stuff well yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, you're like i don't know yeah. if we're on the same page about that's such a weird thing i don't, I don't know what to yeah. say about it except for you know from a uh, purely number crunching standpoint you know good more, yeah let's, more let's make some money baby come on <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because, like, I wonder if, like, how, you know, this would be a very cool and weird thing if it happened. But if suddenly it was picked up by, like, you know, some kind of Christian rally and, like, you know, it was, like, used at festivals and I got booked as, like, a headliner at these things or something crazy like that, you know, would that be the same thing as Bruce hearing his song used in that way? Like, would that, you know, and how does he feel? Does he just enjoy that people are listening? You know, it's it's an interesting kind of thing to think about, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And, and what do you do? It, it is a good, it's a good thing to think about in terms of um, if, if you have a moment like that where, uh, you know, you know, how do you respond to it publicly? Right. Um, and 
Right, because at that stage, it's like it becomes less of a question of what that song is about and more of a question of what do you stand for yeah. and who you are as an artist. Like if you're, because you're now showing your face at those events. And so it's kind of just like, I don't know, I feel like if that, if it got to that level, you'd at least have to be like, hey, you know that like me personally, when I wrote the song, <laughs> yeah. like if you're yeah, yeah. still cool with that, then like I'll come to your show. But yeah, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> just but, so you well, know. Well, I mean, yeah, you never, you never know where things are going to take you. And I, I think if they put you in a place you're not, you didn't predict. I mean, I think that that uh, if you're if you're you know conscience guiding you is is not is not bothering you. I think that uh, you know. Who know, who knows? Uh, I, I think the you know go, going somewhere where you didn't expect is not such a bad thing. Um, it's true. Everyone listening to the show has a pretty early on in the year homework assignment. That's to listen to this song a hundred times, starting January eighth of of next year. Um, no, hey, please. New Year's resolution. Yeah, that's, that's right. a great hey, one. Hey, that's an that's an accomplishable one. I mean, especially when you're hitting snooze in your alarm you know just lay in your bed and turn it on turn it on just really dive into the song a hundred times forget um, about flossing just don't worry about it just yeah. just start your day with luke and the lonely my baby loves heavy metal i would say maybe at least if we're gonna get there maybe five times a day you know for 20 days that seems reasonable hit it by yeah, the yeah. month that's that's a good call because usually New Year's resolutions taper out after the first month. <laughs> let's yeah. let's knock it out. Let's get it done. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Everyone should go follow Luke and the Lonely. It's just at Luke and the Lonely on Instagram. Um, and I know Sarah, your Instagram account for uh, art is at Sarah Lou Two Two Two, right? Sarah Lou Two 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 is my is my music. My art. oh my bad. Sarah is drawing challenged. Okay. Sarah cool. without an H. Yeah. And, and not to give you any more of it, I actually am, am uh, in the midst of releasing uh, solo music as well. So nice. At, at Luke Ballette. Cool. Um, at, sorry, at Luke Ballette Music. At Luke Ballette go. Music, everybody. Go yeah. go follow all this stuff. Keep keep track of what, what they're up to. I mean, it's um, it's really exciting to kind of think about what your next year looks like and all the you know different releases you guys have planned it's it's really cool and culminating with a with a music video that's going to be super cool for everyone to see so keep an eye on luke and the lonely and what you're both what they're both doing uh individually it's going to be really cool to see and i thank you guys so much for joining me today brian it was a joy thank you so much thank you for listening to the greetings from wherever podcast to support the show please visit patreon.com slash brian wolf music or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.